Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service, and in the studio with me, I'm really pumped about this, is Jim Schuster. He was an extension educator in the system when we had area specialists and center educators, and Jim's specialty was in plant diseases. Welcome to the studio, Jim. Thank you. Jim also should be known to many listeners because Jim and Susan Grupp, I don't know if you two started the Green Side Up program, but we've been at WDCB on a weekly basis for probably knocking on 30 years, I suppose, Jim? Yes. Susan and I did the show for 25. Okay, and I've been here more than five, so we are past the 30-year mark, so that's good. He's traveling through the area. I asked Jim if he'd have some time to talk to us about some of the plant diseases that have been with us this year and some of the more prominent ones that every homeowner has probably experienced uh, some issues with during the growing season this year especially. I guess I want to preface all these talks about plant diseases in saying that, and Jim can add to this, of course, that much of this really got started in a big way during and after the drought of 2012 when plants were in decline, plants were stressed. Many of the plants were dealing with some of these diseases in a minor way, that is they were healthy enough, they were kind of keeping ahead of it. But after the drought hit and the not so good summer of 2013 and the horrible winter we had up here, this growing season has really been bad for a lot of diseases. So the ones I thought I'd ask Jim to address first is cedar apple rust or cedar hawthorn rust or cedar quince rust. So Jim, at at this point, you want to kind of tell us the more common of those three the homeowners saw and some of the differences? Well, actually, uh, probably the most common then is the cedar hawthorn rust, because not only does it go on hawthorn, it also goes on apple and crab apple. The cedar apple rust is strictly an apple crab apple disease, and where, like I say, the hawthorn can hit hawthorn apple and crab. Sometimes it will actually show up on a pear or a quince or a service berry, and the quince rust, just about any genera that is in the rose family can get it. But the more common one that quince rust goes after is mountain ash, the hawthorn, flowering quince, and the service berry. And on the hawthorn, the difference you got to figure out is this cedar hawthorn rust or cedar quince rust because it's not uncommon. You could have both of those on the hawthorn at the same time. Wow, so uh, kind of a double whammy. So right. it's really been the most common one that has been the cedar hawthorn rust. Right, and then p- probably followed by the cedar quince rust. But, you know, for a lot of people, if it's on a crab or apple, I just tell them, assume it's cedar apple rust. Don't worry about it trying to be it, whether it's a hawthorn or uh, apple. Quince rust does not go on the apple, so okay. pretty much is uh, non-existent there. But hawthorn goes on an apple, but for general purposes for the homeowner, if it's on an apple or a crab apple, assume it is cedar apple rust. If you're on hawthorn, now you got to look at quince or hawthorn rust. Okay, and I know for those folks that are concerned about these rust diseases, I've just shared that on an ornamental crab, really the, the concern is aesthetics, but if you're trying to grow uh, fruit in the home fruit setting and it's an apple tree, then we're concerned about protecting the fruit. That's right. Right. But apple rust is basically only after the leaves. I mean, occasionally, I mean, it's seldom if it goes on fruit. So if you're seeing rust on that apple that you want to eat, then you're probably looking at a hawthorn having gone on the apple. 
Okay, I know I've thrown a true scally in my backyard and it has a shiny green leaf and it never seems to have any foliage issues, but the fruits every year are just nailed. I've got these bright orange structures sticking out of the fruit, uh, quite colorful if that's what you want, but I know okay. that's what it is. Yeah, so then you have hawthorn rust on your uh, fruit. Yep, okay. Well, moving along then, Jim, I know there has been evil word floating around northern Illinois, and it's called oak wilt, but I also know this summer we had a great deal of what's been identified through the plant clinic as bacterial scorch on a lot of plants. If you would please address either or both of oak wilt or bacterial scorch. Well, first of all, oak wilt really, really likes the oaks that are in the red oak group. And the red oak group trees have pointed leaves. You know, their lobes got points on them. Where if you're in the white oak group, you have rounded lobes. And that's important for identifying this disease because you can pretty much guarantee that a red oak will get oak wilt and be dead. In, and when it does get the disease, it will be dead in two years. If you're a white oak, is you're more resistant but if you do get it, you may not die. You may look pretty bad, and you may lose a branch here and a branch there, but you may go on for 20 and 30 years with that disease. By the way, as this vascular disease is killing the tree or the branches, then your leaves start to turn brown and look like they're scorching, which is why you got to wonder if you got bacterial leaf scorch. Bacterial leaf scorch usually starts with one branch, and very slowly spreads to another branch. It may take 10, 15 years to have 10 to 15 or 30 branches dying, and your rest of your tree is still looking pretty good. So an, so an easy way here is if things are happening all at once, if you will, over a single season throughout the tree, it's probably not bacterial scorch? Yeah, if, let's say if your tree is going to be dying in uh, one to two years, you're not looking at bacterial scorch. You better be checking out oak wilt, which has vascular streaking. It should be some brown lines in the sapwood area where the bacterial scorch is basically hard to see anything going on besides this scorching that seems to move slowly. And it'll start also, the scorching starts on the edge of the leaves and it tends to have a yellow to red halo on it. And that branch that's affected will be stunted, may have some dieback before it even dies at all. And generally the symptoms don't even show up till mid to late summer. Um, and it is, like I say, a very slow-spreading disease. So it's maybe half a branch this year or the whole branch, and then next year you find another branch. And it tends to stay on one side and slowly move through the tree. Where with oak wilt, even if you've got a white oak, that disease will tend to move a little bit faster than bacterial scorch. And you can, again, look for the vascular streaking in a dying branch if it's got oak wilt. There is no vascular streaking with bacterial scorch. Sounds like a sad day if you've got an oak tree that's being impacted. So you need to figure out whether you got the red oak group, the white oak group, and then be looking for vascular issues if it's oak wilt and be looking really on leaves for bacterial scorch. Is there a, a sanitation component to this for either one of these? Well, you would want to avoid pruning your trees from like March to early June because the insects that carry oak wilt are out at that time and a fresh pruning wound will draw the insects to the tree. So avoid that. 
If you need to prune a branch, I mean, if you got a storm and you got a broken branch, make it a clean cut because that heals better than a, a jagged one. But if you're just pruning for cosmetic reasons or because it's going to interfere with power lines, then wait till you get in a late June or the rest of the summer, summer before you prune that tree. And that'll minimize oak wilt getting in there. The other option is that you know, it may spread through your root system. So if you got a bunch of oaks close together and one gets it, then you would want to have to cut the root system between the infected tree and the ones you, you hope don't have it. And then the other thing you got to watch for, we don't have bear in the area, but we have those little hairy tree rats we call squirrels. If they gnaw on an oak wilt branch and then go on to another tree while they're still carrying that fungus on their teeth and gnaw on a branch there, they can put it that way too. Okay, wonderful, wonderful information. Uh, sometimes not the best to hear if that's right. the issues in your yard, but uh, you got to know properly what to do with these things. Jim, as as always, we zoom through our time for the show. Appreciate your helping out and the fact that you'll be on future shows with me. This has been Richard Henschel with this week's Greenside Up, and we'll be talking to everybody again next week.